What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Straight Ball in Episode 1. Uh, a little housekeeping cleaning, I guess everyone probably wants to know. The elephant in the room, Spread and Bread, is on hiatus for now. It will be back probably sooner than uh, than we think. Um, but I'm going to transition over to this uh, this basketball podcast to uh, fulfill my needs that I need. And uh, John, I know, likes the NFL stuff more than probably more than I do. So, and I'm more of a basketball guy. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to transition to this basketball stuff. So we're doing this. We're going to try to. I'm going to keep this going. Um, straight balling is going to continue even when spread and bread comes back. Uh, so I got a little bit more work on my hands to keep this going, but it's going to keep going. So I'm recording on a Thursday or Thursday. I'm recording on a Friday night. Got the Kimberly uh, State football game going on. As you know, if you listen to Spread and Bread, we talk about Kimberly all the time. They're in the state championship against Muskego. They're up 21-7, to uh, middle of the third. So it's uh, it's looking good. Muskego's offense looks looks pretty good. Have They've had two turnovers that have hurt them a little bit, which is why they're behind. So I'll uh, keep you – obviously, you guys will know. I'll keep you updated, even though you'll know the game score as uh, you listen to this later tonight or tomorrow. Uh, I will cover some uh, football stuff here. Packer game was last night. As we know, they lost to the Seahawks. Couple, uh couple thoughts on my mind as I'm watching this. You know, Aaron Jones, it's about time. He should have been getting the ball in third in week three. Finally, now he's getting it, which is great. The, the Packers can't win on the road. That's reality. Rodgers is very, very bad on the road. Another another fact. He just looks off to me. He looks like his throws. He's skipping throws. He's He just seems like he's off target on a lot of these throws. Uh, I don't know if it's he's wearing down and he's he's on his decline or what if you uh if you listen to other uh talk shows you hear in other podcasts you hear that Rodgers is going to set an NFL record for most throwaways uh, in an NFL season and Colin Cowherd has this theory that he's doing it on purpose to prove the uh the organization and McCarthy that your plays are crap and this is crap and if I don't have anything that's wide open I'm chucking it away so something to keep an eye on, but it's he, he's never been like that. And this year, all of a sudden, he's throwing the ball away a ton. Uh, speaking of McCarthy, I, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and, and nitpick certain plays or timeouts or uh, challenges or not challenges stuff like that. I, I just think it's time to go. I think you can watch a game and just kind of realize if you've been a Packer fan for years, you just kind of realize it's it's time. It's time to move on to the next chapter uh, and see what else we can have uh, while we still got Rodgers. The defense is banged up, obviously. They got a stud wide receiver in Adams, and then everyone else is a rookies, basically. Graham gets hurt last night. The four-string tight end catches a touchdown. I mean, it's it's a hodgepodge of crews. So other thing I want to comment on, my sister Jordan has brought this up for years, and probably 10, 15 years, and I've just noticed it over the last few years, but Troy Aikman and the way he pronounces Green Bay drives me nuts. Green Bay. No, it's Green Bay. Uh, and other people do this, too. I think Bill Simmons does it, but he always says Green Bay. And us from Wisconsin know that's not how you pronounce Green Bay. So I think it's funny. I noticed it last night again. I just wanted to um, give a shout out to my sister for for being on this on that tip for years and years. And I used to make fun of, fun of her uh, for it. But anyways, we're here. We're here for uh, for basketball, right? We'll hit college. Uh, we'll hit NBA. So I got my board up. I might make all of my notes on a board here. So we're gonna get into we're gonna get into Duke. As always, this is going to be a pro Duke uh, podcast. We're going to hit our Wisconsin guys. We're going to hit Hero, McCabe, Halliburton, and then we're going to hit some NBA stuff. But I figure, since again, you know, the other added uh, dimension to this podcast of Wisconsin is Wisconsin, the Badgers. So I watched them the other night. Um, they're they won. They look good. 
I still, it's still hard sometimes for me to watch them. I'm so used to watching teams like Duke that are just up and down and really exciting. Obviously, Wisconsin is not that. They're like the opposite of Duke. Their main player, Hap, is about as boring as it gets, right? Post down, back down in the in the, uh, in the driveway. Uh, he's solid. He's amazing in the post. Uh, can't make a jump shot outside of five feet. Can't make free throws. It is what it is. Uh, they'll live and die by him. That's, a re- that's just the reality of it. Trice looks great. Uh, Pritzel, Davidson, all those guys are going to have to contribute, obviously. I'm, I'm waiting to see a little bit more Kobe King. Uh, but we'll see how the year goes. It's it's probably going to be like most years are. It's going to be a little boring and tough to watch at times. They're going to lose. The, they're going to lose the teams that they got no business losing to, and then they're probably going to win some games that just because they're so fundamentally sound, um, that they that they'll win. That they'll win. That's just reality. So funny story from that from that night though that I wanted to tell. And if you guys know my dad, most of you do. This is just typical Dick Raw. So he calls me, it's like during the, it's, I don't know, we're probably around halftime of the game of where it's at. I was, I was busy doing something else. So I hadn't gotten to the game yet. So I recorded it because I wanted to watch it. Obviously wanted to um, see what was going on. And so I could talk about it on the pod and things. So he calls me like, yeah, the Badgers play tonight or the Badgers are playing right now. And I, or no, it was just, it was it's actually right as the game got over. He goes, yeah, the Badgers play tonight. I said, yes, dad, I'm recording it. I haven't watched it yet. So don't tell me. And he goes, yeah, they won. I'm like, dad. I literally just told you that I am watching, that I'm recording it, and I'm not watching it, and I don't know, so don't tell me, I don't know what's going on. Oh, well, yeah, but they won. I'm just like, you don't fucking get it. I just, I'm recording it. I have no idea. Now I, now I know that they won. So, like, what's the point? Oh, well, okay. They played and they won. Oh, it's mind-boggling at times. So, anyways, moving on to Duke. They are, uh, they're, so since I've, since we had the last uh, spread and bread power, we talked about them against uh, Kentucky. They played Army and Eastern Michigan, two obviously two games that are not, you know, what are you really expecting? They struggled with Army because Army shot the ball well. And those are the teams, there's going to be two type of teams that are going to, that are going to, um, they're going to struggle with. And it's the one team is going to be like Virginia where they just kind of slow it down and let them sit and make them sit uh, and work for a shot more. And then it's going to be teams that actually can shoot the three ball because with all the athleticism, I don't think they're going to get out as much. They, they didn't get out against Army at all. And they they let Army shoot, and Army, Army shot the ball well. And they were down, I think. Army was down eight at halftime, I think. And then you know Duke ended up finishing them off, as you'd expect. But it was close. It was a game that shouldn't have been close. You see how they handled Kentucky. They should have handled Army. Now, the, problem, the difference is, is Kentucky tried to play Duke's game, and that's never going to work. It, you know, that's just, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. They don't have the talent to do it, so you've got to change. You've got to change the way you play against Duke in order to be successful. I was talking about R.J. Barrett as the best player on this team. I still think it's true, but wow, Zion is really, uh, really making an impact here. So against Army, he had twenty-seven and sixteen, and he shot eleven of fourteen for field goals. That first game, you remember against Kentucky, he was uh, eleven of thirteen, I believe. So they play Eastern Michigan, and R.J. the first, against Army had twenty-three six and two. So obviously, he had a great game. Uh, Reddish had 25, seven and three against army. And then you've got, um, the Eastern Michigan game and Zion goes 21 to nine and he's 10 of 12 from the field. Uh, Barrett goes 24 and six. Reddish only goes three, three and two. So Zion clearly is the one that's getting, I mean, he's, he's filling the stats clearly, I don't know if he's going to translate over the NBA as well as Barrett. The difference is, though, I thought was interesting um, after hearing other people talk. We've seen Barrett, like people have seen, we've seen Barrett in the NBA. We've seen guys like Barrett. Um, you know, it's not just Harden; it's other guys that are that size. 
uh, the lanky kind of six, seven, six, eight guys that can attack, maybe not overly athletic, but can get to their spots, can finish well at the rim. We've seen these guys in the NBA. We don't know if we've seen someone like Zion before. The comparison I've been hearing lately, obviously you hear the LeBron comparison, but the other comparison we've been hearing is Blake Griffin, which is pretty good, but I think Zion, I mean, Zion's more explosive. He's he's bigger. He's, it'll, it'll be, I guess my point is it'll be interesting to watch. He's going to destroy college basketball. There is no one in college basketball that can guard this guy. It's, it's not, it's not going to be possible. He's so athletic, so fast, so quick, so strong. If you watch the game, you saw the dunks and I know it's not all about dunks, but he's just so hard to keep away from the hoop. I mean, he's not right. As of right now, he doesn't need to have a jump shot for the most part. He's just getting to the hoop because he's just that much bigger, stronger, faster than everyone. So it's going to be something to keep an eye on him. I, I love it as a Duke fan. I'm so excited for this year. I'm so pumped. I cannot wait. And oh God, if they lose in March, I'm going to just, it'll be, it'll be one of the worst losses I think ever. So, but I'm excited to see the rest of the year go. I don't, I, I'm, I'm seeing who can challenge. I'm waiting to see who can challenge them, how they get challenged. And if they can, I'm hoping they get challenged before they get a, a team like Virginia. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited. That's my Duke, my, my Duke right. Actually it didn't take as long as I thought. Well, I will say one more thing. RJ Barrett has put up a ton of shots. He is shooting the ball a ton in these games, and he's not shooting well from three. He was, I think I have my reddish stuff mixed up, but uh, he was like 0 for 4, I think, against um, Eastern Michigan, and he shot like 0 for 4 from three. So uh, he's getting his shots. He's going to put up stats because he's going to get most of the shots up, but it's something to, something I wouldn't like to see as much of the shots go up as he's taking right now. So. Moving on from Duke, we'll go to the uh, we'll get to the Wisconsin guys. First off, Tyler Hero, awful, 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 awful second game. I think he was over. If he was over six, maybe overall, but he had an awful second game. I, I didn't see it. To full disclosure: I did not see his second game. I checked this. I checked the box score. He started again. He played a bunch of minutes, but he had an awful second game. Um, Wednesday night he played North Dakota, and he had his. Not his breakout game, but he had he was 18. He had 18 points, three assists. He shot seven of 12 from the field. I still watch him. He still looks overwhelmed to me. He still looks like, like he does not belong on this court. He just looks smaller than everyone. And that's not to say that you can't play basketball if you're small, right? Because the next guy we're going to get into is as small as they get. But I just, for him to start at a D1 uh, school like Kentucky and get his, he, he shot like the second more shots again. And he's playing a ton of minutes. I just, I don't know. He doesn't look like he fits fits in with what they're doing. Uh, as this pod continues, I'm going to watch, obviously. I've got my Kentucky um, schedule loaded up, so I know when they're going to be playing. I'm recording the games. I'm watching them because I want to talk about it because I know, as most people that are listening to me are, are from Wisconsin, uh, they want to hear about Wisconsin, and they don't want to hear about Duke, but too bad. And Hero and McCabe and Halliburton. Maybe you want to hear about Marquette. Um, we'll see if I can work them in there. They're just kind of an afterthought, and which was weird because Wojo's their coach. You think I'd actually be? I pay attention to him. We'll fit him in next week. How about that? So I'm, you know, keep an eye on Hero. I just the jury for me, the jury's out still on him. We'll see. We'll see what he is. Uh, moving into McCabe, he uh, all right. So first game against McCabe or with McCabe against Buffalo, uh, West Virginia loses an OT. What an awful game! I'm watching this team, and I'm sitting there and I'm like. They're awful. The West Virginia is awful. They have no discipline at all whatsoever. They're just launching threes. Their big guys are just launching threes from the corner. I mean, you get air ball left and right. Uh, I missed the first part. I heard McCabe got pulled after a turnover. He didn't play a ton. 
Um, I did go, I did watch uh, most of it after the first, I think, five to 10 minutes. My DVR didn't catch the first five or 10. Uh, he finished with no points, a rebound, and no assists. Had two air balls. Um, didn't look good. He looked timid. Like, if you saw McCabe in high school, this is the exact opposite of McCabe. And I understand it's not like Huggy's going to go, all right, go play like you did last year. That's not the way he's got to play. But it's like he reined him in so much and told him to cut back so much on what he did that he's like a completely different player. And I've never been pro McCabe. People who know me, I've never been a McCabe guy. And I'm watching this game and I'm thinking, just let him do something. I mean, he can take anyone off the dribble. Let him try. The last play of the game is I've now I've watched the, the last two games I watched for West Virginia, if you don't count uh, Wednesday night or last night. The last two games I've watched of West Virginia is this game against Buffalo and the game they lost in the tournament in March. Two of the worst last like plays to get shots up ever I've ever seen. In the tournament, they just like passed the ball around and then someone just heaved up like a 25-footer. And this is essentially was the same thing against Buffalo. It was awful. I don't understand why you have a guy like McCabe who can take almost anyone off the dribble, how you don't just put him in for the last play, let him break the break down the defense. If he can get a layup, great. If he can't, which he, maybe he won't, which is fine, they're going to collapse on him because he's going to get by his defender. And then he kicks for an open shot. But again, you end up with a, a like a 22-footer launched for three to to win the game, and, and, they, and they don't tie it. And then they get beaten overtime, and it was it was awful. I don't know what I don't know if Huggy has no uh, plays to get shots off or at all, but it sure looks like he does not. Um, but I was I was watching that, and I'm like, why are they not using McCabe? You know what he can do. You got to use him. So I I'm disappointed, and I I wish he would be more aggressive. And I know that's not probably up to him. Um, I heard a comment that he had people asked him why he went to West Virginia, and he said people said he'd never make it there, and so he wants to go and prove him wrong. And I love that attitude, but. I just I hope he gets a chance to prove people wrong because right now uh, Huggins isn't letting him do a whole lot. Uh, last night he he had two threes, couple for Earth, two threes, three free throws, had three rebounds, no assists. That's what's telling me he's a point guard that's supposed to be able to break people down. He has zero assists in two games. I, mean, I know he's not playing a ton, but zero assists. That's to me that's eye opening. So I, you got to use him differently. You have to. It's he he is he is a unique skill, and if. If Huggins cannot see that, then Huggins is not a good coach, in my opinion. That's You've got to use the strengths of your players, especially someone like that who's coming in uh, to run backup point for the most part at this point. If you want him, like I said, I was told he was he was going to start at some point. Not if you're going to use him like this, because he's going to be, all he's doing is dribbling up and then he passes it. It's, it's just not, it's not what McCabe's used to and what he's, you're not using his talents at all uh, to what he's capable of doing. So they play again tonight. Uh, it's 10 after 6 right now, 21 to 17 in the Kimberly game. They play again tonight at 8 o'clock, so I'm going to watch that again, see how they use him, see how he does, and we'll check back in, obviously, next week on uh, Straight Ball in Episode 2. Halliburton, my man Halliburton, uh, put up 8-3-2 against Missouri, put up 3-9-4 and in 34 minutes against Texas Southern. He's getting minutes. He's getting run. He's starting. Uh, they get an injury, I know, to the starting lineup, so uh, that's why he was thrusted in there. But he's playing a ton of minutes. Obviously, he's not expected to score. I don't think they play. I'd have to check my phone. I'm not going to check it now. Um, I know they play again towards the end of the month here, but uh, I haven't been able to watch them because they haven't been on TV. But I think he, they have a game this month that they are on TV, so I'm definitely going to watch them. So I don't have a lot to say about Halliburton, but he is getting minutes. He's 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 not shooting the ball. He's not sh- taking a lot of shots. So he's being a, he's a, he's very efficient. 
Uh, but as always, another thing to keep my eye on, I will update you on the Tyrese Halliburton uh, front. That's my college basketball stuff. Um, a few things for NBA. We'll get in a little bit. A big week at NBA. Really big week in the NBA. And I could, you know, I was thinking, do I separate pods, college, NBA? No, we're just going to do a basketball pod. That's just the way it is. I don't have enough time in my hands to do two separate pods. And they'd be really probably short because this one's probably, these, this uh, straight ball and pod's probably going to run about 25 minutes each week because um, I'll run through it quick. But NBA stuff, uh, Jimmy Butler traded to the Sixers. Uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, Simmons and Embiid already. They've, there's been talk that those two don't like each other. Now you got a strong personality in Butler coming in. I tell you what, if he if he blows this team up, if this team uh, just goes down the, the shitter because of him, I, I don't know who's going to want him or who's going to take him. They're definitely not giving the max, which is what he's going to want. Embiid having an amazing year, so if he screws that up, who knows what happens. Simmons still has no jump shot and has shown no interest in getting a jump shot. So that's another interesting wrinkle to me. But uh, this team's this team is should go far. They should get a top four seed in the East. They're, they obviously with those three guys, they should be able to. They have a chance to make the uh, the finals in the East. But it's early, you know. They're I think their their second or third game is tonight with Butler. He he didn't have a great first game, um, but he's gonna have. Look, people are gonna focus on Embiid. People are gonna focus on Simmons. He's Simmons. He's gonna have opportunities to to be successful. It's just a matter of how they work as a team. Carmelo Anthony waived today, I believe it was or yesterday. Uh, after ten games with the Rockets, uh, shocking. I've never been a Carmelo fan. He's a he's a chucker. He's a ball hog. Yes, he's one of the most amazing scorers. Uh, his time is done, and it's time to just pack it up and go home because it's it's awful. He does not fit in the team scenario at all. If he can just be relegated to a jump shooter, mid range jump shooter, who can kind of play somewhat team defense, maybe fits somewhere. I just if you're a playoff team, I don't know why you'd want him. I've heard Sixers. I've heard Lakers. I don't know. You hear the Lakers because it's LeBron's friend, but good God, what are you thinking? Uh, Karis LeVert, if anyone saw that injury, uh, pretty gross. I didn't think it was, I heard about it and people were like, oh, it's made me sick to my stomach. I saw it. I'm like, that's not that bad. He turned his ankle, dislocated it, uh, sprained some ligaments, nothing major, no surgery. He'll be back at the end of the year, apparently. So I just thought I'd mention it because I'm a guy. I love watching those injuries. That stuff doesn't doesn't like freak me out or make me sick or anything like that. So, um, if you haven't seen it, Google Karis Levert injury and you'll watch it. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green got into a got into it a little bit on the sideline. Apparently, Draymond Green called him a bitch, which you cannot do in the NBA. You cannot call people bitches. People don't like it. So it is interesting. This Durant thing is if you don't, I'm assuming people who are listening to this pod know what's going on with Kevin Durant. He's going to be a free agent, and people are all assuming that he's going to be leaving, whether it's to the Knicks, the Clippers, people have said the Lakers. But uh, there tension. There is tension, obviously, between the, in players and the team, especially with Draymond Green, who's a loudmouth. I'm not. I do not like Draymond Green at all. I think if he was in any other team, he would not be as good. I think he fits what the Warriors do. Uh, I, well, I watched them the other night, and we'll get into the Bucks Warriors. You know, they got Curry, they got Durant, they got Green, they got um, Thompson. That fifth spot, you know, I mentioned Kevon Looney, uh, what's his name, Jones, uh, McKinney. These guys are awful. They're awful basketball players. I shouldn't say awful basketball players. They're awful NBA basketball players. Any of these guys would not make any other team in the NBA. They would be in the G League or they would be playing overseas. But just because they're, you know, the Warriors, they have a spot. Like, it's it's unbelievable. I'm watching these guys. I'm like, these guys are horrible. They're terrible basketball players. How are they on NBA rosters? But anyways, 
getting back to the Durant, Draymond Green, I was thinking to myself, I, I would love it. I, I'm not a Durant fan. I hate that he left OKC, went to the Warriors. I hate the Warriors. I hate Steph Curry. I hate that they win all these games. It's just stupid. I'm a LeBron guy. And But even though I hate Durant, I would love it if he went and played with LeBron in LA. I think it would be amazing. I don't think it's out of the question the way the game is now. You know, people like Barkley and these guys are like, these guys would never do this back in the day. Blah, 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 blah. It's changed. These guys think differently. They want to have fun. They're not worried about legacy. LeBron's worried about legacy. That's LeBron. None of these, none of these other guys are. They want, to, they want to have fun. And when they win, they have fun. And it's, it's so different now than it was, you know, 20 years ago. And they want to make money. And they don't want to play for crappy teams. That's it. It's these guys that want to just take a team by themselves and be the man and win in, and do it all themselves. They're, they're long gone. They're not around. You got LeBron who did it and that's it. I, I don't think anyone else can do it. Durant goes to the Knicks. If they win, if they're successful in New York because LeBron, Le, Durant goes there, it's going to be because Durant's there and Porzingis is there and they're going to have a top pick uh, upcoming. So they may have RJ Barrett or Zion or someone like that. That's why they're going to be successful. Durant's not going to, look, Durant could not go to Cleveland and do what LeBron did. And that's the rumor that he wants to have his own team which means he wouldn't go play with LA. But there's part of me that thinks he may just go play with LeBron and say, look, you guys all hate me anyways. Hate me more. We're going to finish the next five years as champions nonstop. So I'd love to see it. It makes, I don't care. Everyone hates these, all these, these, you know, stack teams, these power teams. Give me eight power teams in the NBA and let the rest of them suck. I actually think they should, uh, they should eliminate eight teams in the NBA because they're eight teams that are absolutely horrible and they should be eliminated. So I would love to have a 16-team league and make all the teams really good and top-heavy um, because there's just too many crappy teams and it's watered down and all these guys are stacking on teams anyway, so just get rid of a bunch of teams. So um, last last team I wanted to touch on were the Bucks. Bucks are 10-4. and four. Looked am- I was dead wrong last week on the Warriors. I thought they could beat. They look great. Uh, the Bucks look amazing. They lost last night to Memphis. Some questionable stuff. Uh, Giannis hasn't taken a lot of threes, thank God, because he's shooting like crap from three. Uh, Henson's now injured. Um, DiVincenzo's out for three games, I think. Uh, but they look good. They look really good. And they're exciting to watch because of Giannis. And Bledsoe's playing out of his mind. I think, you know, that's a guy I think they wanted to move in the past, and maybe they still do. And this, if they do, this is good for him. If he's going to play like this, he'll be easy to move because his, his trade value is definitely going up. Um, but they look good. So they got a game tonight against Chicago. They should obviously handle that easy. Um, but it's great. It's it's a good NBA season. Um, there's a lot of good teams. It's it's going to be interesting to watch the East with Toronto and Milwaukee and Boston and and Philly. Uh, the West is a mess right now. I mean, you got obviously you've got Golden State, but Denver's looking good. Lakers are going to be there at the end. That's just the way it is with LeBron. They're going to make some changes. Houston looks awful. Um, so it's I love the NBA. It's just you kind of got to get to to April and May to get to the playoffs. Uh, but we're, we're in full swing here for basketball. So I'm excited about it. Uh, it's why I wanted to do this pod. Uh, we're going to continue it each week. I'm going to try to record probably Thursday or Friday night, and then I'll try to release the pod, you know, Friday-ish, whether it's morning or night or even maybe Saturday. Um, but I'm going to try to, I'll do my best to stick with this. I, the idea obviously would be spread and bread is going to be Wednesday night recording. So that'll release Thursday morning. And then I can do straight ball and, uh, the following day or two. Muskego just, just scored to go up 24 to 21 on Kimberly. There's 1142 left in the fourth quarter. Uh, I got some dinner waiting me, awaiting me outside the studio here. And, um, 
We'll be back next week. If anyone wants to uh, wants to co-host the pod with me, maybe not every week, but you know, just uh, dial in, talk a little basketball. I know there's some people out there that have said they've been interested in getting on the pod. So if you want to, tweet at me. Tweet the Twitter's going to be at spread and bread. Um, text me, whatever you want. Um, but if you want to get on, let me know. We'll discuss. Uh, we'll let you go off the uh, the Duke and Wisconsin. Um, agenda if you'd like as well if that means you you'd be uh you'd be coming to the pod so everyone have a great weekend watch some hoops there's a lot of hoops i always told the kids when i after i before i after before i retired from coaching i always told my my players watch hoops learn how to play the game understand the game now for us if we're old and we're not playing no big deal but basketball is great to watch love college hoops great time of year nfl's in full swing so enjoy your weekend everyone have fun be safe snow's coming at some point obviously the winter is here this has been Straight Ballin', and we will see you next week. We straight ballin'.